We turn to the KRDO Newsline, and they're joined by ABC News correspondent Tom Rivers. And Tom, uh, we are looking back, reflections on a Christmas some 35 years ago in Lockerbie, Scotland, huh? Exactly. Uh, another sad anniversary, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things, sort of like JFK. Uh, some people in the U.S., certainly most of the people in the U.K., remember exactly where they were when they got word that Pan Am Flight 103 had gone down uh, around Lockerbie itself in the largest, the biggest terrorist attack ever against the U.K. And, of course, many twists and turns after that date, December 21, uh, 1988, uh, ending up in a trial. Camp Zeiss, 12 years later, I was there covering that as well. And, uh, yes, two main theories. One is that Libya did it. One individual, you recall, was convicted of that by a three-judge panel from Scotland in Camp Zeist. And uh, the other theory is, no, that's wrong. Uh, Iran was behind it because the USS Vincennes, uh, just a few months before in July of 88, had mistakenly shot down an Airbus uh, from the uh, state-flagged airline in Iran. And it was designed, they think, that was a revenge attack for that. And uh, the group responsible could have well been, they thought, uh, the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine General Command, which had a cell in Frankfurt in then West Germany. So, yes, uh, it it continues to uh, generate many, many questions. Uh, Some families fall into the camp saying, yes, justice was done at uh, Camp Zeiss. Others say, no, it hasn't. And we should revisit this at the International Criminal Court in The Hague. And as a journalist, I mean, normally you are covering this, uh, whatever is happening in the world with a certain amount of distance. In this case, you ended up right in the middle of the aftermath. Tell us about that. Well, very much so. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the first Americans up there. Um, I was was working for the UPI radio network as the bureau chief in London at that time. And uh, something broke about, oh, about 7.30. Uh, 7.03 was the actual time that uh, radar contact was lost with, uh, with 103. But we were getting various reports early on from, like, the BBC that something, we didn't know what, but something was happening up in Lockerbie. So my wireside colleague, John Bellotta, and I grabbed a bag each, and we grabbed the last train heading north uh, on the 21st of December. And we got as far as Carlisle and then uh, got a car, went over the border into Scotland. And uh, by then, the main highway by Lockerbie was uh, barricaded by the police. But luckily, the local cabbie knew a back way in. So John and I were there at 3 a.m. in what you may have seen the pictures of a a crater that was still burning and smoke filled the air, jet fuel in the air and uh, debris and uh, broken glass. Uh, with every step you heard. Um, So we were there, and uh, we didn't know till the morning that there were eight homes that had been vaporized in that crater. And there was more to the story up there. With daylight, uh, you could see that, you know, further down out of town, there was an engine just just standing on its own in uh, in an intersection there, and then driving up a small hill in the fields. uh, That's where the cockpit, you've probably seen the cockpit of... uh, of the plane itself was so yes it was a, it was a shocking trip and i remember too margaret thatcher came up the next day and uh she was she looked in shock uh surveying the damage with daylight it, 
you know, unfortunately, it seemed to set a precedent with uh, with terrorist organizations as it would become not uh, as uncommon a sight, unfortunately, in the years since. But uh, w- when this happened, uh, the, the entire families, they were ripped apart because, I mean, this was oh, right yeah. at the holidays. Oh, yeah. Everybody, you know, everybody's getting ready for Christmas, you know, and... Uh... I remember some of my scripts. If it can happen in Lockerbie, it can happen anywhere at any time. And remember for whom the bell tolls. Um, it is. It was. It was. It was dramatic. It was shocking, and it's something that you will live with forever. And there's so many threads to the story. You know, I'll just give you one. Uh, it turned out that there was a, a warning phoned in to the U.S. Embassy in Helsinki in early December, saying there would be an attack on a Pan Am flight in the Frankfurt-London-New York corridor over the next two weeks. And there was enough strength given to that warning that was posted in U.S. embassies around the world. That meant that a lot of people, diplomats, staff, families, got off of that flight. It was the only flight around the Christmas period leaving London that had seats available. Half the seats were, were, were open. Hence, a lot of people got uh, last-minute tickets because the general public was never, ever informed that there was any threat whatsoever. If if they knew that, they could decide for themselves if they're going to fly. And uh, remember the the connection with Syracuse University. 35 students Mm -hmm. died on that plane. Most of them bought their tickets at the last minute because, by golly, there were tickets available on that flight. So, yes, uh, there's still a heck of a lot of questions to be asked. Yeah. And, and at the same time, another thread, how, how the people of Lockerbie, Scotland, it, it, the shock of, of being thrust into such a terrible tragedy, but they really showed their true strength coming together as a community to, to support uh, both victims' families as well as yep. those rescuers. Oh, very much so. Very much so. They did a a myriad of things. Uh, Many families, American families, would come over through the years and find out where their loved one uh, came to uh, came to the ground. And uh, yes, friendships, relationships have developed over the years in that score. Um, Things like a lot of the women in the town, Uh, once the evidence had been gone through uh, and they were determining, for instance, uh, flight cases, Uh, they knew who these flight cases belong to, families were contacted, and a lot of the women in Lockerbie uh, volunteered to, uh, to wash some of, the, some of the clothing, some of the garments, mm-hmm. uh, before they were uh, shipped back to, uh, to American families, etc. So yeah, there's a strong, deep connection there um, because of the tragic events that uh, befell that town that very few people knew about before had uh, suddenly become thrust into uh, the international spotlight. Mm. And by uh, continuing to not let this memory, not let this anniversary go unnoticed, hopefully we can prevent future tragedies like that, future uh, crimes of terrorism. We appreciate it, Tom. I know you're out of time. Thank you for joining us here on KRDO News Radio. Take care.